On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Here we go. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. The Living Legends podcast in the spot again. This is episode five, week five review, week six preview for the 2020 season, the COVID season. Um, just want to introduce myself and say hello to the to the beautiful people out there. This is the commish. As you know, um, we have uh, we have the president here and Lord Dolan, your normal host. As we dive into what's going on in both leagues, the collective and living legends, um, talk about what's uh, what's some of the what's shaking in the NFL as well as the the fantasy world, and kind of cover some of those things. Um, we got a great podcast for you today. Um, like I'm going to say from now on and for and to forevermore, uh, we will be discussing mrs rona as we uh as we as we need to mm. we need to call her and how she's she's changing the uh she's changing the dinner plans real quick so we'll be we'll be discussing uh mrs rona and and what's going on with that and we have a, a special guest uh a, a friend of the friend of the pod friend of the league longtime veteran um darren manager for several years uh, yes, uh a, a returning champion uh manager of of two leagues both in, in both leagues uncle rico and them and durag dynasty um he'll be joining us to kind of talk about um some information we're gonna we're gonna discuss regarding mrs rona and our our plans for her um and then after that we'll we'll get into the awards um and have a little discussion about the nfl and then wrap it up um with that fellas anything you anything you want to say before we jump right in you know, we have a lot to talk about, so we'll uh, we'll definitely try to prioritize the conversation. I think the conversation with Darren will be good, and then um, you know we'll we'll get to some of the wars as we get time. Yeah, let's just get after it. All right, so we're gonna get after it in our first uh, our first discussion. Um, when you're praying correctly, you got to pray to the gods, and the football gods discussion is uh, where we get into the the bulk of what we wanna what we wanna discuss today. It's Baltimore, gentlemen. The gods will not save you. So as I said before, the biggest topic in the NFL is that Rona, um, that, that, that COVID-19 that's changing the landscape of how games are going to be, uh, are being played, where they're being played, when they're being played, who can play in those games. And as a result, um, we're just, we're, we've been thinking as a, as a collective group um, on how we can even the playing field and, and make things as uh, as equitable as they possibly can. Um, if you remember in the last pod, I was talking that trash and saying, "Listen, COVID is COVID. Like you, you signed up, <laughs> you signed up for this, knowing that it was not going to be a regular season. We made it a hundred dollar buy in. You knew that um, what you thought might happen may not happen. Um, so, we, with that in mind, we had the additional IR spot, um, and then we realized that one of the things that makes it really hard is that teams that are moving around their 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 playing schedule for for Miss Rona may not be designated as out you may have more than one player in that situation at the same time 
Um, so, yeah. you know, I, I wanted to bring into the conversation um, Darren, uh, the, the, the manager we, we spoke about at the beginning, manager of Uncle Rico and then manager of Durag Dynasty, to kind of talk with the talk with the folk about, you know, what we're doing. But, before, you know, as I bring in Darren, if could you could you discuss what you know, what the thoughts are and what some changes that, that the managers could see in the league? So, you know, I, I first wanted to say I appreciate everyone sort of reaching out with their thoughts. Um, it's, it is, as you said, the reality just sort of changed. Like we didn't really know what this would look like. I think over time it sort of changed a little bit. And um, it seems like the big issue which we were first concerned was people being sick slash injured and therefore how, do, how does that affect teams? But actually the biggest uncertainty is around folks not knowing if their person's going to play or not. So, uh, you know, went through the went through the, the chapter books, um, explored the, the dark ends of the ESPN website to sort of see is there anything that could be done. Um, one thing I did discuss and and I think makes the most sense is updating the rosters, right? So currently right now we start ten players. You know, we have a 10, 10 person team, we start seven, we have three bench spots, and that's been a, a hallmark of this league for the last, you know, probably at least five or six years, it adds a competitive nature of it. I think there's an opportunity here where we probably want to talk about adding another bench spot to making it four bench spots. And, you know, I think we should probably talk about the why, when, the impact, and and obviously what is that, what are the implications of that? But from a ground level, adding a fourth roster spot to sort of help ease the pressure of what do I do if a person that I'm counting on may play, may not play, or may play Tuesday or, you know, early Monday night and just giving folks a little more flexibility to plan accordingly. So that said, let's bring in Darren to have a, a further conversation about sort of the move forward with this. So guys, thank you so much for the invitation. Um, guys, um, this has um, been as advertised, as we said at the beginning of the season when the invites were rolled out that this was going to be an unprecedented season. Rona is swinging with no specific direction. There's no possible way that we could have been able to set a perfect strategy to be able to anticipate what we're going through right now. So for any parties who are feeling some type of way, like Rona's coming out to your fantasy team, I, I really don't know <laughs> what to tell you because <laughs> this thing is around the world. like. I, I don't really understand how someone could take it really personal like that when like we're talking about a world situation right now like this is not this is nothing to play with and that's been my yeah. take on it yeah that's fair i think it i think it's it's you know we we started off the season and put in one level of of backup where you you're able to have the ir spot and we had to expand from there and um you know as the way we're seeing it you know the NFL is kind of moving back and forth with what they plan on doing. Agree, where yeah. They're deciding, yeah. you know, I'll have you play on Tuesday. This time, I don't think I'm going to have you play on Tuesday. We're going to make it a bye. You're finding out the same week. It's it's rough. And, you know, it is an injury, um, but it's happening often enough that it's it's probably fair to, to kind of uh, expand it. Sean, what are your, what are your thoughts? I, I think it's necessary. I think the flexibility needs to be there. I mean, I, I feel like as a fantasy league and as a fan of the NFL, we 
we kind of were, were spoiled a little bit because nothing really happened in the preseason and even week one, it was kind of quiet. And then week two, week three, it slowly started to snowball where first it was, uh, you know, practice squad guys and then maybe an assistant trainer. And then Cam was the first big name that was diagnosed. And then it was the entire Titans organization. <laughs> and and then it was the entire organization the Titans played the week before. And now, you know, week five going to week six, they're changing up by weeks. They're moving entire team schedules around. They're flexing different games on Tuesdays instead of Sundays. There's doubleheaders on Monday night. I mean, things you never thought you'd see in the NFL is suddenly happening. And for our league, it, having the three bench spots made it extra competitive. But I think right now the reins are too tight on all the owners to try to make things work and to not offer this flexibility would, would sort of hamstring owners for things that are totally outside of their control. Yeah, and I think I think also, you know, this is more akin to like if teams are trying to hide industry, industry injury designations, right? Like there's reason why like they have to publish it. There's a, that line between competitiveness and then you just have to let people know if such and such is questionable. They need to know that like after that Thursday practice. So it's similar to where, as an example, the Falcons now, their things have been shut down, right? Yeah. So we just don't know what it's going to look like. And they're making the call on is the game going to happen like the day before, Right. And it, it it really messes up. Like if you have a if you have a player that you're deciding, are you going to play or not finding out on the Saturday? It's not the end of the world, but it's really about when you're making your wa- waiver wire decisions. Right. Yeah. And you're deciding, should I should I pick up this person? Should I not pick up this person or who do I let go? Right. Like they're 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 fringe bench players that, you know, I probably would have let go from Denver who had their game pushed because if I would have known that, like. You know they're they're just not going to happen. Like maybe I let them go and try to pick them back up the next week, right? So there, those those are the type of things I'm really sort of seeing it play out. And the hope is that adding another bench spot gives folks some more strategy and, and wiggle room in terms of how do I approach, you know, my team. And again, sixteen teams, so everyone's going to approach it differently. Yeah. And and to, to to add on to that, you know, we uh, we want to make sure that this isn't. I remember being in a, in a league, a Yahoo league, years ago, where there wasn't a waiver wire, where essentially you could just add people on a on a Sunday because you saw them busting out in the in the oh, middle of the game. Wow, what's that? Training <laughs> wild wild west of fantasy. Training fantasy. I've, I've been that. I've been I've been in that league too, man. I've it been was in leagues wild. Like that cause... It was wild. You just had to be on your phone, just watching, and just I don't even think phones really had it like that. You had to be on your computer at that time when you were when they were doing stuff like that. But the whole idea of that, which is whack of like, you know, because I have the free time, you know, I'm able to kind of take advantage of of some of these things. That's what we're trying to avoid. We're trying to basically give everyone a warning. You know, we're going to drop a, an email with this, um, put this in the pod, obviously, probably send one or two more emails to basically say that, listen, Monday, you know, Monday night or w- whatever it is that we need to do um through ESPN so that when the normal waiver wire period starts for next week, Mm -hmm. that's when everyone will get their additional bench spot so that when you're making your waiver wire decisions and saying, okay, I'm going to put $5 for this person, $30 for this person, we'll let everyone know 
make that with the understanding that you need to fill an extra bench spot this week. You're going to have an extra bench spot. So maybe if you were trying to play cute games with the quarterbacks and like, I'm not going to spend any money, wait till it goes to free agency and then just pick them up for free. You probably want to put some money down for the Andy Daltons yeah. of the world. And you know, the, the, those, those people who it's going to get tight because, you know, kind of getting into the strategy of it. Um, everyone has different needs. The way we've set up our, our rosters makes it very competitive. You only need to start one court, one um, wide receiver, three flex spots. Um, so there's some people who are benefiting from the tight end. There are people who there are a bunch of teams who don't have tight ends at all. Running backs. I don't really have running backs on my team. Um, but one thing that's going to happen that we all have in common is we all need a run. We all need a quarterback. We all need a defend uh, a defense. So that's 16 teams that mm-hmm. you definitely have a quarterback and you definitely have a defense. And we're in the waiver yeah. time. We're in the buy time. So that that backup defense, that backup quarterback becomes something that you start thinking about when you get to four roster spots. Um, you know, how do you how, how do you guys think this might play out as far as when people get that additional roster um, spot? What, what do you think are some strategies people might employ with that? I was thinking, um, building up for a point, defense and quarterback, because those are the thinnest positions, right? You, whether it's COVID or whether it's a traditional bye week, you're looking at quarterback 22 potential. I mean, you may have to rely on Daniel Jones to win you a week. That's that's kind of a scary proposition. So you might want to go in and, right? I mean, that happened to me last week. It was painful. You know, you got to go in and find your guy um, and hope a Gardner Minshew can pull one out or Joe Burrows because I think there's depth at other positions. And it it sounds crazy to say, but, you know, a third down back um, can net you some PPR points. You can get you 12 points that week because, you know, they're trailing uh, that their team's trailing that week and they just play catch up the whole fourth quarter. Um, So that would be my strategy. Go after the thin positions, quarterback and defense. Yeah. Yeah, that, that 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 makes a lot of sense, Darren. What do you think are some some things that might we might see in a in a situation like this? Well, I I think for for the most part, I'll have to co-sign um what what Sean said. Um, you you have to go by, or you have to attack what's thinnest. Sometimes you even have to do a comparison to see, you know, where your roster is right now, where you're thin at. I mean, for sixteen teams. Believe it or not, that's 16 more spots, and it's going to get even tighter. It, it, it looks good on your roster, you know, to have that extra person. Mm-hmm. But try looking at the waiver wire after that's all done. You, you think it's thin now? Look, it, it's hard in these streets yep. right now as far as yep. how, how this lineup is set up. So it, it, it's, <laughs> it, the storefront looks great. But you wait until you see that aftermath after we get the claw and come Wednesday. It, it, it's it's going to be safe. But again, like you've been saying and preaching for so often, like, Listen, this is why we, like, as ugly as it is, that's part of the gratification. That's part of why you got to stay focused, which is leading me to be in some type of way. And I've already had this conversation with If about how people be kind of like sideswiping while we're really trying to be fun and competitive at this. We got people <laughs> laying on the sidelines playing, don't worry, be happy. Like, come on, my dude. Like, you one in four, what it is. <laughs> It's hard being one and four. I'm one and four and one of the leagues. But you hustling, uh, but, uh, though. But you scratching, though. <laughs> you doing deals. You doing trades. You ain't picking up, I don't know, 
You, you picking up marshmallows for the kids for Halloween and stuff like that. Like, come on, man, let's get it. We have, we're right. We're competing. That's... We're having fun, but let's compete. I'm just, I'm just saying. And I think, I think, no, I agree. And I think one of the things, one of the ways that people probably will compete is, um, there will be, there's always, there's always people that you're holding on to hoping that they, they write the ship, right? There, there are a lot of what's, what's crazy is like 35% of starters are injured right now, which is absolutely ridiculous. There's also a lot of people who are not injured, but they're not playing well. Right. Um, like Michael Gallup, you know, Marvin Jones, like you just go down the list of people who going into the season, you're like, Oh, that's a number two receiver. They should be eating. That's a, you know, that running back should be getting more work. And for whatever reason, they're struggling and you have to, the decision to drop them, um, or, you know, or even rookies, right? Like I, as an example, I've dropped Jefferson. I drafted Jefferson and CD lamb in almost both leagues. And I've dropped Jefferson in both. I dropped Antonio Gibson in both because they started slow and I needed the roster spot. Yeah. Right. So other people who are in that similar boat where like, maybe they're going to come back or maybe they're maybe they, they, they to need the a couple team. more weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You probably keep that player. Right. Like that right. player probably stays on and that fourth spot ends up being that rotational, you know, the, the, the second defense that I keep for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's how I think problem. the league may change. There may just be a couple more folks who are, who you don't you don't plan on starting them anytime soon, but you're hoping that they get ready for a playoff run. Yeah, and with that, you know, one thing I want to bring up that uh, was a was a really interesting thought and uh, a way to look at the league. the The fact that you're able to drop players and pick up players. So, like you said, you dropped the Jefferson, you dropped the Lamb. Um, a lot of times, we look back at that as the totality of it and kind of say like, "Oh, you made a mis- a big mistake." Because I remember a couple games that CD Lamb played well or that Jefferson played well. But at the end of the day, the fantasy football season is real short. It's 13 weeks. Yeah. You need to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Right. You need to, you be, to win now. You got to win now. So all that cute shit where you're like holding on to players, you're holding on to projects. You're like, I'm waiting for this guy. And you're racking up losses while you do it because mm-hmm. you don't have anybody who can actually mm-hmm. play. It don't matter by the time you're, you know, by the time you're one and six, and now, you know, this project that you have is actually starting because you were holding them, holding on to them. It doesn't matter. You didn't win enough games to get to that point. So, you know, yeah. when when this thing opens up, one thing I'm going to let people know is you it's a week by week game. You need to win the week. You need to figure out a way to win the week. Of course, you're not going to um, make ridiculous decisions to just win this one particular week. But you got to look at it by, you know, what you know, my divisional games. How do I put myself in a position to win these next three games? How do I put myself in a position to like recover from not doing well in my divisional games so that when the divisional games come, come back, back around, around. I'm in a yeah. position where it actually matters, where I, so that I'm not sweeping my division and nobody cares because I'm, I'm the bottom so of the barrel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know when you're making those decisions, that's that's one of the things that you know I would I would uh, I would keep in mind because I know there's going to be a person. Or a couple people who are like, well, I'm just going to pick this person up and stash and not really think about like, well, you probably could have used, you know, another defense or like, an, uh, you know, you probably could have been the one that you needed a, a wide receiver because for real, for real, your wide receiver's not doing it or whatever it is to put yourself in a position to, to go deep. So it'll be interesting how we uh, how it all shakes out. Always is. 
Yeah, I I think now is the time with with the extra roster spot and everything going on. I I suggest to all managers be aggressive with your fat budgets. Whatever you're going to bid on a player, I would up that probably fifteen to twenty percent. Go get your guy now because one win now and then the meat of this season is the difference between a division win or on the outside looking in. Yeah, yeah, and you want to have you want to score points. That that tiebreaker of like points scored comes in every year every year yep. mm-hmm. the difference between like oh we both ended you know nine and nine and four but he got you know the the, the division win because he had he had points four so even if in a loss you're trying to put up points so that's that's yep. important um darren before we let you go two things that uh we wanted to kind of discuss really quickly um that's going on in the nfl one the rich getting richer. How do you feel about Le'Veon Bell going to, to Kansas City? How's that look for the NFL? How's that look for fantasy football in particular? I'm glad you split those two up because I was about to go in <laughs> over the fantasy right away. <laughs> All right. So from an NFL standpoint, it's a it's a good move because basically Williams opting out because he you know because of COVID. Now you got the perfect complimentary to plug him right in. Given the veteran leadership of Reed, it won't take long for Le'Veon to get it in the, into that. Now, if I can just transition yeah. that to the side of how I'm glad I just, you know, kind of had to let CEH go. Wink, wink, Sean. Is <laughs> now your pain. That, that trade has gone down. Those 10 yards and in to get to the goal line, you already had McCoy nipping at you. You can best believe that Le'Veon's going to be chipping in on hacking at Eddie Lair's productivity. I mean, I don't know how this is. It's not yeah. going to be a good look. But for the team, as far as the team is concerned, it's going to be cool to see what they can do for the first couple of weeks. But then they get <laughs> Watkins disc- hashtag Watkins discount back. That's going to make them even stronger in the next couple of weeks. So then they're going to be really running on four <laughs> cylinders. So I think that that's gonna I think that's gonna be interesting. I, I I know one thing. I know that I know that division's kind of tight about it. Yeah, I mean the division's got to be furious <laughs> yes, about sir. that, man. I mean the 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 Kansas City is is out here doing doing incredible things. Mm-hmm. So it's a tough team to keep you know to keep running with the horses with, and now it's gonna be even, even tougher, tougher because if anything that we've seen, leaving the Adam Gase vortex improves your career <laughs> tremendously. <laughs> Kenyon Drake was was nobody. Then he left and this man was like, oh, I didn't know he could ball. Adam Gase probably one of the one of the worst NFL coaches. Yeah. So I would not be surprised if you start hearing things. I wouldn't be surprised to, to hear to see like Le'Veon starting in a little while. Because it's not like Le'Veon some like He's not Frank Gore age. It's not like he's an old man yeah. who's like just trying to get a last run. I mean, look at Ryan Tannehill's career. Oh, post case, mm. post case. Yeah. <laughs> look what, look what. Yeah, look what he's done, and, and he's in Tennessee, and it's not like he's in the uh, pass happy offense. I mean, that's centered on Derrick Henry. So imagine what a guy with the talent of Lev Bell is going to do in an Andy Reid offense. Emphasizing what you just said about the Andy, you know how he is with creativity. As far as getting getting his his yeah. running backs in open spaces, I did not see any type of open space yeah. love going on in the, But then again, their offensive line is the best. 
So I, I guess you can't. The line you know is trash. I mean? yeah, so. yeah, yeah, that's true. So, uh, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about was, um, you know, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of acts, a, lo- a lot of notions that we have in in fantasy football and in football that we hold true to. Uh, but something that we're seeing interesting this year is, you know, the the rookie quarterback that jump from college to the pros is a lot easier for rookies than you know when I was in that Yahoo league and we were playing bush league ball, yeah. uh, bush yeah. league fantasy football. <laughs> So I mean now we're seeing we're seeing the Kyler Murrays who was a rookie last year, but we're seeing the uh, we're seeing the the Justin Herberts and the Burrows yeah. of the world, and then even even a late round pick like Minshew um, last year, last year yeah. coming in and and really getting it done. Um, this generation of just you know quarterbacks being a, um, being able to kind of jump in and, and contribute, and then the same thing with wide receivers who are coming in and contributing immediately it changes the landscape completely because we got like if we're going down the list of of wide receivers lavisca chenault is like looking like he's rounding into form cd lamb who we brought up before um who who, who am i missing on some some of these justin jefferson justin jefferson Jefferson. yeah these guys these t higgins yeah people are coming in how how do you think it changes the way you look at um waiver wire drafting in the future do you think it's a, a fad are you still worried about that that type of production from a rookie quarterback wide receiver how does it how do you feel about that if i don't have a problem with it because on a matter of i mean the organization has to be at least reputable enough or knowledgeable enough to be able to pick the best parts of what that quarterback can do and incorporate it into their pro level so I mean, you know, there's no easy cheats when it comes to that. He still, you know, they, they still got to put in the work. And mind you, I got to give these guys an asterisk because try doing what, you know, Kala did, you know, Minshew did last year. Try doing this with a COVID preseason. And these guys are still trying to do it, yeah. trying to, you know, trying to do some work. And and these guys that are out there, they're doing it against. These guys aren't rookies also. They already have an edge on these kids, but they're still – Persevering, and I, I think Burrow and and um, the Chargers, Herbert. Yeah, Herbert, so like Herbert. they're slinging. They're not like game managing. They're slinging the rock. Yeah. So like I I, I got to get and let's be honest with the with the rule changes and everything like that over the past few years. Yes, the NFL wanted because the fans wanted more scoring. So the the you know so as far as the penalties and what you got to do in order to keep a person within containment and stuff like that yeah those things have gotten let up so you're going to see more offense you're going to so as far as from the fantasy perspective especially if you're part of a, a sixteen oh sorry two sixteen team leagues like some of us are then hell I need that many people to be some type of productive to kind of level <laughs> the playing field because yeah it's yeah. hard in the street yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, I'm with it yeah. And I would just sort of add, like, I think it's going to change the way we draft. Like, like Alaire, Clyde Edwards Alaire went for like 75. So he went for starting running back. Well, he never even played it down. And people just knew Andy Reid, mm-hmm. the talk out of camp, mm-hmm. he's going to be the truth. And I think the, the wide receivers actually went really cheap. I think I got Justin Jefferson, CD Lamb for two and like $2, $5, right? End of the draft. So I think as the years go by, Apparently next year's wide receiving class is supposed to be just as good, if not better. Wow. So, um, 
you know, I know for me, like I'm definitely going to take a flyer on them and I'm going to try to be patient, right? And wait more than two weeks before I drop some of them <laughs> because it's just, it, you know, it, it's, it's, these folks are coming in and they're, they're game ready. I mean, we haven't talked about rugs. Mm. Claypool just had like a ridiculous mm. game. Claypool. I mean, mm-hmm. literally almost every first round like wide receiver has had significant points and has helped people win leagues when you know win weeks in this league yeah yeah it'll it'll be interesting to see how it uh it all plays out um obviously we'll keep an eye on it the sharps in the uh in the living living legends leagues will 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 always be on top of the 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 things that go on with that yes so with that darren i'm gonna let you go we appreciate you coming through sir we appreciate your service in the league and you're you're sitting down for uh for virtual learning with these managers walking them through how to put things on their yeah, bench they, said, they got to learn today <laughs> you're doing you're doing god's work sir because i don't have the patience for it so we all were i just we like, texted that. everyone i was like darren is doing god's work right now because you know, how do you put a person on IR? Oh, man. Well, you're just going to take that no, L. I don't have to tell quick, you. Um, but Darren quick. was patient. Well, I literally did what you just said to figure out how to do that. When you said you could just fumble <laughs> your way, I literally had to do that. I said, oh, that's how you do it. And it took me like, what, two minutes? Yeah. I didn't go into a panic. I didn't get in my feelings. I just said, well, i got to figure out how to get this done because <laughs> game time is at 1 o'clock. And I didn't even think about not doing it. I just thought about how I'm going to get it done, and that was it. That was it. I don't know. This ain't this ain't built for babies. It's a 16 team grown man league. <laughs> Same reality TV. No more hand holding. <laughs> and we in the middle of mm. it, man. So we appreciate you, Darren. We'll let you go and, and wrap Thanks, this man. thing up, fellas. I'll let you later, Darren. Appreciate it. And with that, fellas, that was a that was a good conversation with Darren. We want to, you know, again towards the end of time, we want to run through some of the awards that um, that we saw throughout the week, and start off with our our favorite coffees for closers. Put that coffee down. Coffees for closers only. In Living Legends, we had Comeback Kings put up 131 points. Solid performance. You know, Travis Kelsey woke up 24 solid points. Kyler Murray with another 27. Uh, and then just the big thing is Graham Gano, kicker for the Giants, 20 points. I mean, you get 20 My points God. from your kicker. Again, kicker defense, mm. 29 points. It's hard to it's hard to it's hard to go against that. I mean, this is a team that has that starts two tight ends and a running back, and they all balled out. So congrats to Comeback Kings for that. Um solid week. In the collective, it was yours truly. Um, <laughs> my boys, they, uh, I don't have to tell you, I'm taking a little victory lap right now, right? I'm, I'm four and one. I feel like I should have been five and oh. Uh, last week, they caught me on a, they caught me on a down week. They caught a brother slipping, and I had to give a pep talk to the team and let him know that, uh, you know, we come correct in these streets. And Josh, Josh Allen did, even though he had a rough game. But Josh Allen is Josh Allen. He's different. Yeah. He's still good for 25. Yeah, he's different. I mean, like, stumble, throw interception, doesn't matter. He's still good for 25. And he sort of held it down. And then just solid weeks across from Thielen, Miles Sanders, and then Mike who? Mike Davis. I mean, when Christian McCaffrey comes back, I 
don't think that he gets the full workload like he did before. Mm, you can't agreed. if if you're a coach, you can't take Mike Davis off the field. This man is this man is putting up RB like top three numbers week in week out, and he came off the street. I mean, looking like Jonathan Stewart out there. I mean, he's been probably the best acquisition I've had this year, and he's the reason why I've, I've put up as many wins as I have so far. How, so. how much you pay for him off the waiver wire? Oh, man, I think I I can tell you right now. I paid $40. So, you know, I, you know, I figured he was going to be big, and I made that calculation of I have $200. You probably get three marquee players that can come in and change a franchise, and you should be willing to pay about $50 for them. And I, I, I took a gamble with 40 and... It worked out for me, but if I would have said seventy-five, I think it would have been worth it. Still, a hundred dollars probably would have been worth it. Yeah, yeah, because like we just said, you you're trying to win some weeks. That's the that, yeah, no, that's gotta, the purpose. Win. You can have all that fat budget and then uh, not win <laughs> weeks because you're just sitting there on the on the budget. It doesn't matter. But all right, that's that's uh, that sounds good. We could go to our next one, another crowd favorite, the other end of the spectrum, the crying meme award. It's really on. It's my team. It's my quarterback. So over in Living Legends this past week with the lowest point total, it was hashtag Corona Posse, Corona Posse who put up 60 points. And my man, you're in my division, so I don't mind giving the award out to you this week. But I mean, for real, your curve's flattened. I mean, you, you, you got to do something here. got to got to the budget out there go all in pull some trades off um i mean we could talk christian over to if you want he's now on my block putting that out there to everyone um jumping over to the collective a uh, favorite for the pod call cps 60 points and that's a uh, uh i'm rounding up to get you to 60 <laughs> Just because I didn't want to put the real number out there. It's a and generous 60. Generous yeah, 60. yeah it's, it's a kind 60. And, I mean, I'm looking at the lineup, and you started Michael Thomas knowing he was benched because he was in a fight with a backup cornerback. Yet you had guys on your bench ready to go put up 15 points. Yeah, it wouldn't have got you to the win, but we wouldn't have to talk about you for another week. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what to say anymore with, with call CPS. I mean, yeah, I mean, someone should call. There's, there's, call. there's a. They got children in the in the in the basement that are crying out for help. <laughs> they need milk. They need just... Kids need milk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll let him live. Um, I I need him to uh to get some some alerts on his phone, uh, so that he's aware of things that are yeah. going on. Um, but we'll move on to the next award, revolutionary moves throughout the leagues. I am a revolutionary. So the collective, there was nothing really of note, but I did want to talk about um, Living Legends. Uh, two things. One, uh, kudos for Comeback Kings actually picking up Chase chase claypool right before the game he didn't start him but um he identified an asset and obviously he balled out and the first thing he did was sell high to yours truly 
And uh, yes, a trade was executed that would send, now it's a multiple, multiple person trade, but essentially um, I give up Kenny Galladay and Joshua Kelly from the running back from the Chargers and in return get back Hollywood Brown, Chase Claypool, and Kenyon Drake. Um, you know, I won't, I feel like I'm a Supreme Court justice nominee. Like, I don't feel like I should talk about it until, you know, because they're pending litigation on this, you know, I don't want to sway folks voting. Um, but I'm just going to say, you know, hopefully it goes through. Um, but it's, uh, but for me, my team is struggling, right? I'm, I'm one in four. I was five points away from being the, you know, crying meme award for this week. And it's, it's, I'm trying to shake things up and do something different. And one of those things is uh, giving away a marquee player and trying to get back a couple players back and, and just hoping that, you know, the collection of that reinvigorates your team and also changes who you can play because, you know, I went from pretty running back heavy to I'm going to get a couple more wide receivers and I hope that that flexibility gives me some, some options for the team. So those are the big moves for the week and we'll see what, I think next week will be interesting to see how people use their additional roster spot and who they end up picking up. Awesome. And our next award then will that we'll just ch- jump right into is the put me in the game award. Uh, put me in the game coach award. You ready, champ? I'm ready for this my whole life. So over in Living Legends, we have the Comeback Kings who had a monstrous 80 points on his bench, and that's due to the foresight to grab Chase Claypool about a half an hour before kickoff. I don't know what magic ball you were looking into to grab Claypool. Had one good catch all season, but hey, it worked out for you. And it worked out so well, your bench scored more than Randy's starting lineup. (laughs) (laughs) And so Randy, I mean, your team was beaten by a squad of three guys that was deemed not good enough to start. So you need to start, you know, reevaluating your team. I would still suggest highly rethink your strategy of psyching everyone out. I I think it's working against you now. I think it's caught up to you. Um, Probably not going to listen because you're Randy, but just had to say it. He's still doing the wildcat. That's what he's doing. He's still... Ronnie Brown proved that it can work. Ronnie Brown, Cadillac Williams. He's still rolling up second and 15 because he's still doing that wildcat on first down. (laughs) And he announces a killer though. He's not going to stop doing it. (laughs) That's what Randy's new team name should be, Wildcat. I like that. (laughs) Jumping into collective, uh, no guts, no glory, 62 points on the bench. He's still got the W, so good for you. Uh, not much to say. I mean, good performance. Lineup looks solid. Um, just try to you know make the most of that bench moving forward. You maybe have some ads that you could move, strengthen your lineup a little bit more, um, capitalize it while you know sell high while you can. Yeah, that's 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 good to see, and that moves us into our next award. My personal favorite, the Razors, the Razor Ramon Razors Edge Award. Chico, Razor Ramon. He thrives on the spotlight, man. When I look across the league for the Razor's Edge Award for closest uh, win margins, nothing really close in the collective. But when I come down to Living Legends, we have the Mm. definition of a Razor's Edge game between yours truly, myself, the killer next door, 
and Jones in for patty cakes. I pulled out what I would call a micro, micro narrow victory in a matchup that ended at 108 to 108.14. I put tax on that bitch. I have a 0.14 <laughs> margin of error is insane. I mean, to make it possible, Patty Cakes lost three points from his Kansas City Chiefs defense. There's nothing worse than oh, losing points from your defense, but to lose points from your defense and then lose by 0.14, that's got to be rough. And I needed that win because he was running away from the division. He was at 4-0. and um, He was going to move to 5-0 and with that win. And, you know, the, the, the whole division clapped and we, we, we kept it a little bit closer. So we'll see how things go. Um, I need I need someone else to do their duty and, and punch Thanos in the face uh, this week to keep it a little bit closer <laughs> as we work our way up into, into, into getting, you know, overthrowing him. But I did what I could with, you know, with literally my fingernails to pull out that victory. So, uh, yeah, with that, I, I, I did want to go into our, our, our next segment and, and kind of talk about um, week five and, and, and wrapping things up. And what, what are we looking for going forward? Yeah, I think, you know, we're, you know, we're week six is coming up and we, we definitely want to consider that again. Um, this is the last week of divisional games. So week six, yeah. um, like we talked about, you know, these games count for one and a half. You know, the goal is after the after you play the three other teams in your division, you would three and oh is great. Two and one is ideal. And you just hope that you didn't go 0-3. Your season might be over if you went 0-3. So take a hard look at what you're what you're standing on right now. If you haven't won a game yet, you probably want to win this game. And it's also a, you know, a great opportunity that if you're looking at pole position, like there are a lot of teams who have similar records, but the person who's ahead of them just has more points scored. This is a way to get on top of that person and hold that half-game lead yeah. that you may never surrender. So it's important. Yeah. Yeah, that'll that'll be uh, this. This will be an important week for us as we close out the first round of divisional games um, for people new to the league. We have a we have, a, I believe, two kind of warm up games outside of your division. Then you go straight divisional games and then you go back outside your division before wrapping up the, the season with another round of divisional games between weeks uh, 11 12 and 13 so like you said you know it's important to try and pull off those wins um because if you don't you're going to be relying on the rest of the league to kind of do that for you to to help you close things up in your in your division you don't want to be in that place yeah you do not want to because then you're rooting for someone that you don't then you're like questioning their decisions like man why'd you start that person it's like yo it's my team yeah but i need you to beat that guy because i'm in second place my division Yes, it's, yeah. it's ugly. And, and we're all going to go through it. <laughs> we're yeah, all going to have at some point, like, hey, man, Randy, um, I don't know what you're doing. All that cute shit, that wildcat, we're not going to do that this week. I need you to make sure you start everybody on time because you're playing my division leader so that we need to we need to get that together. Guys, you don't want to be week 13 relying on call CPS to get you the to get a win. <laughs> you don't want to be there. 
Just give it up. Just being like, wow, I guess I lost this year. Damn it. <laughs> Shit is over. <laughs> all right. So I think with that, we, we've gotten to the uh, the end of it all. Um, had a, a great call with, with Darren. You know, unfortunately, we lost our first interview, but I think we've we figured it out this time. Um, so looking forward to being able to, to do that more often. We're actually discussing having a, a live stream kind of Facebook group that we can have people, you know, chop it up on the group and then live stream the, the, the call as it's going on. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad with, with, with how it went this week and, and looking forward to how, how things shape up going forward. Do you guys have any, any last messages for the people? All no, right. I just, just want to say, you know, Love the feedback from everyone. Shout out to Darren to get on the call. Uh, Monk and I were talking beforehand, and, and you know I always envision Darren being the analytics guy with six TVs and a room dedicated to fantasy, where he's tracking weather conditions week to week to know whether he's going <laughs> RB heavy or wide receiver heavy that week. Uh, so it was cool to get his feedback on the on the podcast and pick his brain and get the feedback uh, going there. So shout out to Darren. All right, shout out to Darren. Thank you everybody for listening to another week. Um, be prepared for those emails to that's kind of discussing when that waiver wire is opening up and uh, get on top of it. If there's anything we've learned, we know that in living legends and in the collective, the ancestors are watching you at all times and they will hit that message board up. If you are fucking up, <laughs> get your life in order. Living legends podcast. <laughs>